Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. And welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, PJ. Wow, you sound more and more professional. You are not lowering our professional standards one bit. Oh, just just wait. It's happening. <laughs> PJ I'm- here as well. <laughs> um, I am uh, PJ's number two. No. Co-host. No, you're a co-host. I'm a co-host, you're a co-host. Oh, okay, got it, got it, co-host. We're both co-hosts. We're making this happen. Yeah. And please don't call anyone's number two. What? Dude, like, sometimes, you know, Jordan, best basketball player in the world. Yeah, sidekick is better than calling someone number two. Like Robin to Batman? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. You don't. You, I um, was the one that lowered the standard today. No, you don't know. Bum, uh, bum, bum. I am the I am the lower standard person. No, here. not Stop at it. all. Not at all. We're in this together. That's my bro right there, and uh, we're so glad that you have tuned in to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. Yeah, thanks for making it this far. <laughs> all fifty-four episodes worth. Or I was think, just thinking past the intro. Oh. <laughs> Ah, well, I was encouraging those who have not listened to all the other 53 episodes that they could go ahead and join. And it is, they can go ahead and enjoy those. And if it is your first time, we are glad you joined us once mm-hmm. again. We have a lot of fun in our conversations here. Yeah. Most of the time we do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we don't, but most of the time we do. Most of the time we do. I um, mean, almost all the time. Yeah. I, I I'd about? say most, most of the time. Yeah, for sure. How you doing today, buddy? I'm feeling great. Good. I'm happy Love to it. be doing this, man. I am. I have been bringing the energy today. Happy, healthy. You're getting stronger every yes, day. Yes, that's right. That's right. Just give it time. Love it, my man. How about right. you? How are you feeling? Like, I don't ask you often how you feeling on air. Ah, man, I can't complain. I ask you off air. I know you're always living the dream. Yeah, that's living his, the dream. That's his answer. Um, I heard that you had some wonderful cookies. Did I have some wonderful cookies? Or a wonderful cookie. Oh, uh, from crumble again yeah yeah it was pretty good how was pretty that it was an almond chocolate chip Ooh. no walnut chocolate chip oh had some oats in it fancy schmancy yeah it was pretty good i like i like um pecans i like walnuts in my cookies okay yeah so it was pretty good but awesome. i had chocolate chip so you wouldn't like it nope but i'm going to share one with you in a few moments that, oh. that you'll like not on air this time oh okay, okay. yeah that's all right by the way was that gross to hear us <laughs> Can someone tell us, like a few weeks back when PG was on, yep. we were eating on the podcast. We sure were. So, and I know, I was like, nom, nom, I love it. This is so good. We were trying to give you the experience of us mm-hmm. eating a crumble cookie. But the problem is, is when you're usually eating a crumble cookie, you're not in their ear chewing. That's a good point. And we're on mic. Yes, we are. And I'm chewing. Nom, yes, nom, nom. So it's almost like I'm getting right by their ear and going, what do you think? How does this sound as well as taste? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess it was kind of hard for them too because we I, were enjoying it too. I don't know if it was. I tried to eat off mic, but I know sometimes I was like, oh, oh, but we were trying to talk with our mouthfuls too. Oh, so I did that, that a couple like, times. Yeah, I did that a couple times. I don't but know how that to felt. be fair, I do that every day of my life. So that's like having a real conversation with me. 
Fair deal. And if we're trying to replicate a real conversation. Ah, here you go. That, that when you eat over a meal, I do that all the time. Yes, so anyways, Chris, so. Um, it happened. It happened when we had our pals meeting too. Yeah, last, oh, last week. I mean, yeah. I was like, I was trying. To, <laughs> somebody we're, asked a question, and we we're eating pizza, and I'm in the middle of of chewing. Mm. My mouth is full, and here I am trying to answer somebody's question. Mm-hmm. I need to do better. No, you answered very well. Nah, listen, well, our spouses weren't there, so it was cool. Ah, that's a good. We're point. all in the same boat. There were all men. Yeah. You know, not that women are not welcome. They no. sure are. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, if my spouse case, was there, I would have definitely been told, "Hey." Finish your food before you talk. <laughs> oh no, my wife. Uh, I don't know. I she she would probably that tell me about it afterwards. Mm. Just be like, honey, let's do better. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Yeah, too. and that's why we become better because of them. That's it. They help us. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, that's that was a n- nice little intro there. So here, here, here's a question for you. You run off real quick. Okay. So this weather. It's weather. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that? Okay. I'm a, I'm a Puerto Rican. Right? My parents are Puerto Rican from the Caribbean. Yeah. I was born in Orlando, Florida. Uh-huh. Lived there my whole life. Uh-huh. So this stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I mean, you had a super sweet uh, Cahutta Springs beanie. Oh, yeah. Know? I love so it. So I was like, you know, you're definitely decked out. You got your nice Cahutta Springs jacket. Yeah. Like, you're big pimping, you know. So I get that part. But I, I was wondering, I was like... I wonder how, how PJ feels about this kind of weather. I'm like thrilled. I can't stand it. It's I was like, I couldn't wait till it got cold. It was such a such a Debbie Downer when when uh it was not cold during Christmas. What what was the bad part was around Christmas was that it got warm enough here that we had some tornado yeah, watches and warnings. Man. It, that, that was, was weird. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're kind of in a little tornado alley-ish, so that was kind of like I know, like with the really whole weird. weather situation, yeah. like it's just getting very interesting. And then it got freezing, and then I, I don't like this weather. Dude, but the worst, the worst is you get up early in the morning, and it's cold. But, you know, maybe you have some more pajamas or whatever. You wash your face, it gets cold, or if you shower and you get out and it's freezing. <laughs> I can't stand that. And then you got to go out. Like, sometimes I'll go out to the car. You gotta, I have to go out to the car before I get totally dressed. Okay, why is so, that? Well, because I have to go out and warm up the car. So this is my routine. Okay, Get up, have my devotions. Yeah. Wake up the kids. Mm-hmm. And then I go eat a little cereal or a little breakfast. Good. Brush the teeth, wash the face. And then I'll go and start the car, give it 15 minutes, go get dressed. Like in my rest. So I'll, I'll still be in like my pajamas. So I'll put yeah, on a sweatshirt that, or a yeah. jacket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's still freezing. So I got to go in this freezing weather, start the car to get it warmed up. Because, you know, it's a little icy and I just can't just start driving. But yeah. so anyways, I just, I hate that part. Like, and, and in the morning, cold is worse. Like when you're tired, like, oh, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Yeah. I, I To me, it's a completely different si- si- situation. Well, you're wrong. Like if I go outside, <laughs> I want to go outside and I'm not fully dressed. So I can take a deep breath of that wonderful air and let my skin just acclimate. Yeah, that dry that air nice that chaps your cold. lips, hey. stings your lungs, and yeah. dries them out. You yeah, know, that's wonderful. I that's step perfect. outside and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. take and it then all everything in. dries up, and you got to put lotion on. You got to well, put I the do chapstick put lotion on. Yeah, but, exactly. In humidity, you don't have to. Do you know why? Because that's the way God made it. Yeah, I, look, God so. made humidity. <laughs> <laughs> for florida maybe yeah so, uh, but i don't know for i mean obviously it, it exists in tennessee so, but, I mean, so you yeah. know how many people think that hell is like 
fire and brimstone. Yeah. Right. I think it's, I think it's more ice and cold <laughs> because ice burns you. Well, it still oh, burns you. You mean dry ice? No, like when you're like cold, yeah. like ice can burn you. You get frostbite. It actually does like burns you in a way. Okay, but. And you can like, it doesn't burn you up. So it, you can last longer, like in hell, like this eternal hellfire, whatever. It's it's right. ice fire. Well, right? you know, since since we don't believe in eternal hell. Yeah, then thank goodness. Idea, yeah, yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. And I don't know about the whole dry <laughs> ice, you know, ice will burn you kind of thing. But it doesn't exist, so it doesn't I, matter. I know. I know the, the Bible really talks about fire and brimstone, so we get that. But the point is the, the idea of purification. But the idea right. is uh, I love the weather. That's what I'm getting at. And the fact that it's cold is great. And the fact that I'm going to New York I probably going to be very happy in New York mm, yeah. because it's even supposed to snow up Ooh. there I think, when I'm up there. So I'm yeah. like, yes. I love New York at Christmas time. Hey. But you're going after Christmas. So yes, it's all going to be gone. It will be. All right. Hey, man, let's move on. I got a couple of small things here. There's one thing I want to talk about, but I think I want to wait till there's someone smarter on. Like, I really want someone to maybe we'll touch on it just a bit. Okay. And then really expand on it in the next week if we can get someone with us we're still working on a few guests that we have not been able to kind of secure secure yeah. yet but mm -hmm. we're, we're still working on it so we're going to take just a brief second here and then talk about our first subject all right so Football season's over. We're back, yes. And football season's over, sadly. Well. The regular season. Well, so yeah. So for our teams, it's, for us, it's over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mine mine was over like. Yeah. Mine was when over. When the season started. Then they, they got back life and brought me back in <laughs> right when I was about to stop watching. Totally. So we went to that game in Miami. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. So. That was going to be the last game I was going to watch. Ah, but you like beat live. the Patriots, though. Yeah. No, no we're not, let's, not, let's not go that far. We did not go that far. So you I'm beat the Patriots. I was trying to tell a story here. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, go and ahead. you jumped to the end. I'm sorry. I still had to say I was glad. Right, you so, beat so we were one and seven, and uh -huh. we went to the game where they were playing the Ravens. Yeah. And at that time, the Ravens were good. Yeah. At that time. At that time. <laughs> And we had fun. They beat them. And I was like, yes, it got me fired up because we actually went to the actual game. Yep. So I decided to watch the next game. They won the next game. Yes, they did. So I decided to watch the next one. They won the next game. Yes, they did. They won seven in a row. Yes, they did. And then had a chance to get into the playoffs. And yeah, then but played. they needed help. No, they didn't. All they had to do was win their last two games. They did not need help. Oh. If they would have beat Tennessee. They lost to Tennessee. So That's they right. played a good team in Tennessee who ended who ended up being the number one seed in the AFC. That's correct. And got demolished. Yeah. I mean, crushed. Yep. And so everyone's like, hey, but they won seven rows. Like, but none of those teams were good except for the Ravens. And the Ravens turned out not to be good. They didn't even make the playoffs. Right. No, it was that the Dolphins broke their spirit after that game we watched. Oh, yeah, maybe. So whatever. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But the, but then no, Lamar got hurt. But he then we played, games. but then we played a good team and we got demolished yep. and we did play the this Patriots, which some people think are good, which, you know, whatever. I'm not a Patriots fan at all. I'm actually a Patriots opposite fan. You're wearing Patriots colors, but yeah, sure. No, I'm not. I never wear Patriots colors. You, you're you, wearing, you're wearing navy blue and red. You, you shut that mouth. <laughs> that mouth needs to be quiet. I do not wear Patriots colors. 
You stop well, it. All right, all right, sure. You so, stop it. I, I, I don't no, like the Patriots. Don't. So. <laughs> but you wear Patriots gear if someone gave it to you. I would. Traitor. <laughs> They're not in my division. I don't care. Anyways, <laughs> let's not. Sure, let's, Anyways, yeah, the yeah, season's yeah, over. Yeah, uh-huh, season's over. And I'm getting into a story here, and I don't know why. So the Miami Dolphins fired their coach. So did the Giants. Yeah, but the Giants were worse. The yes. Giants had a losing record. The Dolphins had a winning record I, the past two years. Yes, I saw them let go of Brian Flores, and I have uh, opinions that I am not going to share on the air. Oh, I want you to. No, but. No, um, I want you I'm to because like, this might be where I'm going. Okay, where are you going? Go ahead. I'll tell you if, if that's where I was going. Anyways, he had two winning records. And by the way, I'm, I, don't mind the, I don't mind the firing. I'm a fan, and I don't mind the firing. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because it is rumored. And I could see this, that he did. He was hard on his coaches and didn't get along with his coaches. He didn't create an atmosphere that was good for the coaches. If you notice, now this is, sorry, this is this is not a sports podcast. I'm going to change it here in a second. Sure. But if you notice, every year there was a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Every year there was a new defensive coordinator. And other co- offensive line coach changed every year. And some of the offensive coordinators or coordinators left for jobs that were the exact same jobs in another organization. So it's not like they were leaving for better jobs. He couldn't keep coaches. None of them wanted to stay there with him. So, and there was there was an article there that kind of said, you know, he had a hard time keeping relationships at a good level. Like he was too tough on people, wasn't like... Anyways, in other words, he was a super alpha male that didn't really... Any, so that's why... like. If you don't have good coordinators and consistency, you're not going to have a good team if you keep changing every year. The system's right. new every year and everything's different. Right. That's why I don't have a problem with it. And I felt like a couple games this year, he got outcoached. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a good game manager. I think he's a good practice coach and motivator coach for players. Mm-hmm. But I don't think actually game management, and I watched all the games this year. Yeah. Every two-minute warning, I was pulling out my hair. It was terrible management. Mm. So I know they had a winning record, yeah. but they always beat the bad teams. <laughs> and they lost to the good ones. Oh, they got demolished by the good ones. All right. So anyways, with all that being said, yeah. I'm okay with his firing. Like, I'm okay. surprised, but I'm okay with it as a fan watching the games over the mm. past couple of years. Okay. I saw this article, however, that said the firing of Coach Flores is a, I can't remember the exact wording, but was a detriment or hurt or was a kind of not good for the inclusionary aspect of coaching. That's where you were going, wasn't it? It was where I was going. So tell me, so tell me, why, why did you think that? Because when I saw this article, and I know the Dolphins, the Dolphins have a black general manager. Yes. And a black head coach, or did have a black head coach. Correct. They were one of the few teams, or maybe the only team, that had two African Americans in positions. Mm-hmm. So why is it that, in your coach got fired, right? But he's white. But there wasn't an article about him. But he was only given two years. Flores was given three years. So when I saw the article, I was like, "Wait a second. As a Dolphins follower, I was a little insulted for them to say that just because they fired him, who happened to be a black coach, it was a regression or a bad thing for inclusionary. Because by the way, you don't know who they're going to go after as a coach. Number one. And number two is we don't know all the background stories as to why he was fired. Right. He was given a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, he had two winning seasons. And that's why I think most people are surprised. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. 
the reason why my mind went there first okay is because number one there aren't a whole lot of african-american coaches in the league sure. or minority coaches to to you know, let's just be even broader yeah. right so miami was actually an anomaly yeah they were and the fact that he got three years and he had winning seasons mm-hmm. you would assume that he has he should receive a a longer leash in the sense of if you if if the relationships with your coaches is something that you're lacking then go take some classes mm-hmm. receive some training on how to become a better relational leader okay like like you have to be able to give these people the opportunity you know we know that these minority coaches have not had the same opportunity i.e. experience i.e. um platforms to be able to to do these things and even grow in them that happens with time look at the consistency that the Steelers have in Mike Tomlin who's been there for eons who is a minority coach who is a minority okay. coach and you're saying you know these people are learning now mind you I cannot compare Flores to Mike Tomlin and Tomlin right? had success immediately correct but however look at the teams we're talking about even let's go to the Giants mm-hmm. the Giants I will be surprised if the general manager is a minority and if the coach is a minority mm-hmm. I will be surprised if that happens. Joe Judge went in, number one, he didn't have the experience or the cachet to be able to be a head coach. So when they did the hire initially, I was like, what are they doing? It was the same thing I felt when they picked Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. It was the same reason why I didn't know why they even hired Dave Gettleman to begin with, right? So so let me not even go down. Again, this is yeah, not a sports, sports podcast. podcast. You know, but I, I'm just, I, I'm going <laughs> to, you, you, you pricked me, man. So I want to go ahead and give it to you. But anyhow, so let me go quickly to where I'm getting at. Um, it is a hit because if you look at the league in general, mm-hmm. now the numbers went down of minority people who have head coaching and general, well, not general managing, but at least head coaching uh, positions. Now, my mind goes there first because I'm saying the the way that your team will get better because the Dolphins are still an up-and-coming team. They're not an established team in the AFC East, okay? The teams that are established are the Patriots, are the Bills. You know, these are teams that have had their coaches for years. No, the Bills McDermott, have not. And McDermott has been there for what, two, two, three seasons already? Three seasons. Okay. Three. Okay. Three. But okay. look how successful they got that quick. Right, but he still had winning seasons. I, I mean, I know I, he's not no, no, Jason it's Garrett. Beyond, beyond winning seasons. But this is where I was going to get to Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Jason Garrett had eight and eight seasons for multiple seasons. Sure. And remained as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. No, no, no. And here, here's, here's, here's where I agree with you, agree with you to a certain degree. There does seem to be coaches that have a longer leash. Okay. Usually, they are the coaches that have had more experience, though. Jason Garrett has been in the league as before an offensive that. coordinator, not as a head coach. Yeah, but and he had immediate success with them, and then kind of went because down because the team was structured for that. I and understand. The Dolphins are not structured for that. I understand. And I'm not even a Dolphins fan. No, no. I I under, I understand, but the Dolphins, by the way, not only not only that, they started the season terribly, terrible one in seven. You can say he lost his job then because because of that one in seven. If they would have won one more of those games against bad teams, mm-hmm. they would have been in the playoffs. And if he would have made the playoffs, he wouldn't have been fired. Okay, so let let but, me. But but oh, here's the ahead, thing, and then I'll lose some. And, and here's the thing: when you talk about the relationships behind the scenes. 
That's super important. And we don't know if they had conversations with him and said, hey, listen, you need to work on this. Yeah. We don't know what conversations they had and said, hey, we need to change this up. Maybe he said, no, I'm not going to get rid of this. Or no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when this article went that way, as a Dolphins fan, I was a little insulted because we had two minorities in high positions mm -hmm. that people complain about. And they got fired and nothing was said about Joe Judge who was given two years or other coaches are given one or two years. Listen, I, like to me, I want the whole picture, right? Right. I want the whole picture. I don't want it to be like, this is a regression of this because no, he was given an opportunity. I feel like in certain areas he did re relatively well as a fan in certain areas. I feel like he got out coached. Right. And so to me, all right. And I don't want it to be so much to the fact that, oh, we've got to give this person five years now so we don't look like we're racist or we're going against the thing. If you feel like, listen, this isn't the right person for our for our organization. organization, we have to pull the trigger regardless of what color they are. And I would hope that other people would have that same foresight, whether it was a white coach, a black coach, a Korean coach. Right. But here, the, this is where... Uh, I agree with you, but I want to go a step further. Mm -hmm. If your employee is not performing to the best of their ability, mm -hmm. then you get them to help to be able to be successful. But you don't know if they were, weren't given that. And by the way, the NFL does not do that most of the time. Your coach was not given that opportunity. And I, I don't think you care. I think you're happy Joe Judge is gone. Well, no, it's not that I'm happy that Joe Judge <laughs> is gone. I believe that the more turnover you have, the longer it's going to take for your team to rebuild. That's mm -hmm. what I believe. Joe Judge did not have the cachet to begin with to be able to be the starting head coach. And then at the same, uh, not the starting, but the head coach. But then at the same time, we did not have the team on the field that could help somebody keep their job. And when you give somebody a quarterback in Daniel Jones, who is not <laughs> a top 10 pick, all right, they had no business picking that guy when they did. That was a blunder by Dave Gettleman. And and the point is the, names the coach know. is sure. going he's the GM. So he was the GM. He, he, and, and listen, half our people don't even know a GM. Oh, the Come general on, manager. What of is the, the general manager? You see, we're getting <laughs> He runs the team. Like in other words, kind the, the, the personnel. No, the personnel. Getting, no, no, we're getting Anyways, okay, okay. So I, I not want to turn into the sports <laughs> podcast, but I wanted to make sure that we understand something. If you want to be successful, you have to be able to keep growing. You have to be surrounded with people who are going to help you succeed and you have to get the help that you need. I, I believe you. So what I'm saying is if, if now we don't have the full story, I know you alluded to this, but what I'm trying to say, if he received the help that he needed and he continued to perform the same way, then get rid of him. But if you did not give him the opportunity to go ahead and get that, then you're going to offer him that and give him one more year. I'm not saying give him two, three, four, five nah. more years. I said one more year nah. where he can go ahead and exercise what he learned. Then we have to, then we have to be the same upset with Joe judges. You're not upset with Joe judge because you're saying he didn't have the cachet. By the way, Flores didn't have that cachet that he had just as much as Joe judge. They came from the same organization with the same kind of experience, right? Joe Judge was given one less year. He wasn't given the team he needed, so why didn't he get given so, one or so more two this. years to build I'm the gonna, team? I'm going to confess, I was surprised when I saw that they let Joe Judge go. Okay. But when I knew that Dave Gettleman was leaving, that is the way that it works. A GM is going to want to hire their own coach. I, so, I, so the fact that they did that already with Gettleman. So, so doesn't it say something, though, that they didn't fire the Dolphins GM? Yes. So... 
So that might be saying something that maybe the GM and the coach didn't get along. Uh, yes. Organizationally. Organizationally, that is saying a whole lot. And so organizationally, you have to make sure the organization is healthy. Even if you listen, even if you didn't get get him the help he needs. If he's toxic, in one way or another, well, that's not growing. Well, toxic is another thing. But do we know that? Like you, we don't, like no, you no, said, no. we don't have the story. No, we don't have the full story. But but as as a fan, what I've seen with the other coaches leaving for the same job in other organizations and other organizations that weren't playing as well, mm-hmm. actually one left for the Giants. <laughs> wow. And the Giants had a worse record. Of course we did. And so the fact that there's so much ter- – every year I – I heard about new coaches in almost every position, Curcio. Yeah. That tells you something about that coach. Right. That he can't retain them. And it's not the fact that they're leaving for better jobs. Right, 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 right. Like they're they're, they're, side they're side. either retiring yeah. or they're – and so to me, that says something. To me, that says, listen, coaches don't want to work with this guy. Okay, so – And I- that's, why, that's why when I saw that article, I was like, nah, man, don't go straight off there. It's like, listen, I understood he was one of the few African-American coaches. Yeah. But people respect him because he won. He's going to get another job. He's going to get another opportunity. Not everything has to be because he's black. I get where you're, uh, sorry, African-American. I understand where you're coming from. And and that was the quick draw, right? The the thing is, when you make a hire like this, though, Mm -hmm. you have to take that in mind. No, that's the problem. I, I disagree with that because then you have to walk on eggshells. No, and make it's sure not that, about walking on yeah, eggshells. Wait, it's giving him every opportunity to succeed. No, give everyone the same opportunity. I agree. Whether or not you're whether or not you're minority, I get that point. But the Dolphins were not structured to help him succeed. They were more structured than than your than your team. I'm not questioning that. So your team didn't get the and so that's what I'm saying. We're not we're not looking at this through the same lens. Listen, they gave him one more year. <laughs> okay. They gave him one more year. And I, I do feel like they worked with him. Trust me, last year and this year, the way they handled Tua, the quarterback, was a dumpster fire. Right. And that was directly on the coach's hands. But you know why this this walking on eggshells like you referred to when I said that they needed to give him the opportunity to succeed happens? Mm-hmm. It's because of the reputation the NFL has. All right. So so this is a I, this is a challenge I understand. of reputation and operation of the owners, which only have one, one minority owner. I understand. I understand that concept as a whole. But when you have a team who had a general manager and a coach, both black, which I don't know if any other team had that, right? I don't feel like you should have to be like, well, the NFL's reputation is wrong. So I'm going to be held captive by that and have to give another year or two, even though I don't believe this is best for my organization. You have to do what's best for the organization. You give opportunities. And I feel like they have given opportunities. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can't be held um, hostage to giving that opportunity. I, that, that's what I'm saying. You, they gave the opportunity. I felt like they gave a chance. Now, I think most of the fans I know, they're like, oh, man, that seemed quick. I thought they'd give him some more time. And it surprised me. But at the same time, hearing all the stuff that went in the background, I was like, okay, I want someone who will keep coaches. I want consistency. So you're saying the best organizations have consistency. But if your head coach is the main reason why there's no consistency, you have to get rid of the head coach. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. And okay. So- but, but what I'm trying to say is the I, – I, now, I didn't read the article. You did, right? So, so there's, there's this idea of also in my mind that I'm saying what the article – the premise of the article is still correct because the numbers take a hit. 
that, that they're okay. not stating something that is incorrect. If you get rid of a minority coach, your numbers are going to change. Sure, and I don't. They weren't talking directly about the numbers, right? But but yeah. I'm but I'm trying to get that. This is why I took it to the argument of mm-hmm. the reputation that the NFL has, where minority coaches do not have the same opportunity as non. I'm not talking about Joe Judge, like in the sense of he's 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 not a, a minority, and neither was Dave Gettleman, and both of them had to get gone. Yep. Like I, I was like, I'm fine with both of them. I was surprised that they let mm-hmm. Joe Judge go, but um, but with Dave Gettleman leaving, I get it. It's the same thing. The statement was made. Now we also need a franchise quarterback. You know why? Because general managers want to bring in their coaches and they want to get their guy, their franchise quarterback. Now, which we're, was now we're going back to sports. Daniel Jones. So now we're going back to sports. So what I'm, what I'm, getting, no, what I'm getting at is, okay, what I'm trying to get is, you know, anyway, anyways, the NFL stands for not for long. So the idea is exactly is. For consistency's sake, you have to give people a proper opportunity to succeed in their um, area of service, right? Where, wherever mm-hmm. their position is. Yeah, position. more than two years. More than two years. And I agree. <laughs> Joe just didn't get that either. And I get There's it. There's a lot of coaches who don't get that now, by right, the way. Right, which is ridiculous to me. But, you know, it is what it is. In the end, what I'm trying to get at is, even though it is not only because he was black, it's the reputation the NFL has that causes them to, quote unquote, have to walk on eggshells when it comes to dealing with minority coaches. And I think that if you want to be business savvy, you have to take that into consideration. And Miami's going to receive all of the criticism for letting him go. But in the end, if it's proven that they did all they could to help him succeed and he still didn't make it, if he goes somewhere else and gets an opportunity and the same thing happens again, guess what? He's the problem. But even if maybe maybe this is what it takes for him to learn. And that's the thing. It's just if he goes somewhere else and succeeds, it doesn't mean that this was the wrong decision for the Dolphins. Right. But now, now some people think it is. I don't know if it is or not, but I don't think at all to me that this was racially motivated or if he was white, he would have gotten more opportunity because trust me, the Dolphins have been struggling over the years. And I think this owner has learned when something's not working, it's better to pull the cord quickly because he's he has held on to certain coaches too long. Yes, and they, and, and they've and he's that. gotten criticism and he's for gotten that. Criticism for that. And That's so now correct. he lets one go, and he still receives criticism. Yeah. you know what that means? You can't please everyone. Nah, you can't please everyone. All right, well, man, that was good. I'm glad we disagreed, man. We, yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. that. This conversation went for 20 minutes. People, sorry for those of you who do not like sports. <laughs> well, hopefully there were some other tones in there that led you away from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I oh, man. I brought up a sports thing for not a sports thing, but, you know. It's we, okay. Curcio knows a lot of sports, so he just naturally goes into his, like, sports talk, and, and he's did. like... I'm sorry. That right, and cars. Dave Gettleman, that's just, a, that's just a name, and GM, that's just a... <laughs> I mean... Sorry, sorry. I assume that whatever. you all knew a lot of these terms, and my apologies ahead I don't of even know some of these terms, man. So, <laughs> uh... All right. Yeah, just send me an email, diversityonhill at gmail.com, and I'll explain whatever. Nah, um, you're not. Don't do that. Don't. No, it's fine. I I want to hear from our listeners. Yeah, but what if they don't want to hear those terms? Like then they'll then they'll let me know on the uh, email. <laughs> Speaking of Miami, while we were at Miami a few months ago, yes, as, as some of the pastors were having a little a little powwow there, and it the same weekend we were there at that game. That's correct. One of our uh, friends gave us a quote, and I just wanted to go over this quote. Yeah, remember this quote. Nope. And I wanted to go over it because I th- thought it was cool and just a good way to end it. I wanted to talk about something else, but I think we'll talk about 40 minutes about that. So we'll <laughs> we'll just end off with this quote. Okay. All right. One of our friends uh, shared this quote with us by C.H. Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. He was a theologian, pastor. Yep. 
then he wrote some some commentaries too. Spurgeon is legit. Spurgeon's legit. Deep thinker. All right. So he said, if any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him. There's more to it though, but let that sink in. If any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him. For you are worse than he thinks you to be. Ooshka. Do you remember that now? <laughs> yeah. If any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him, for you are worse than he thinks you to be. Wow. That is deep. That is deep. And I'll be honest with you, when I was, like at first you're like, oh, but it's such a good reminder of who we really are. Like no one really knows us. Mm. Right? Yep. Well said. And we usually put our best foot forward in front of people. Yep. Even the jerks put their, and that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Think Lord. about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well said. But we often put our best foot forward. So imagine. Or we let people see what we want them to see. Mm, yeah. Or know what we want them to know about us. So, And that's very that's interesting, deep. like an interesting concept of, man, don't get mad when someone thinks bad of you because and in reality, you're worse. So if they really knew what you were. It's humbling. Yeah. It's humbling. And, and you know, I don't want to take it back to a sports talk, but we, really? don't even, we don't even know these coaches, right? Yeah, we don't. Like we get to judge them from outside in, no pun intended for Joe Judge, but, but, the, <laughs> but the idea is, you know, we don't really know these guys. Yeah. Right. And now let's take it back to us. Right. Because I know that's where we want to go with this. Just think about the humility that it takes to accept the fact that you're worse than what the other person thinks you are. Mm. And someone who thinks ill of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not even that they're thinking that you are so awesome. Or, you know, when they tell me that I'm curse your kind. Right. You know, it's like. Yeah. If someone tells me I'm kind, I'm like, yeah, you don't really know me. <laughs> when someone says you're mean, I'm like, no. -uh. And that's why I say when you say curse your kind, I'm like, ah, I'm still, God's still working on me. So, you know. I mean, he but is, but you're but, still cursing your kind. But I, I appreciate your. I'm not your, thinking ill of you. Dude. I appreciate your kindness, but the but the idea is this. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Like I'm worse than what somebody else thinks bad yeah. of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, think, like, like you're thinking bad of me, and I and think that's I'm worse than that. Yeah, I think that's important too because as we get into these tough conversations, yeah. And we think of other people and we start thinking of how, oh, I can't believe they think that. Or you or you have a conversation with them, I bet they're mad at me because whatever, and they think I'm this jerk and mm -hmm. like I'm, you know, we get mad at other people. I think we need to, to remember who we are on the inside, how much we need a savior. Yeah, I mean, ultimately man. Spurgeon was saying this, dude, we're sinners. Yeah. We're terrible sinners in need of a, a graceful God. Yes. And we need to be considerate of that. We're sinners in need of a savior. Yeah. That is the truth. And God needs to continue to work on us because guess what? We need help. And I think that that's important for us to, to, to bear in mind, especially in this new year in 2022. I know this isn't a new year's episode, but I think it'll be uh, good for us to rehash the fact that humility is key to growth. And if I can realize who I am and understand my need, the greater I'm going to become. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was a cool quote. Yeah, that's a great way to, <laughs> great to way get to, us thinking. Great way to get us thinking. As so if any man thinks ill of you, mm -hmm. don't even worry. You're worse than they think you are. <laughs> so don't be angry with him. Don't be angry with Maybe him. Maybe be angry yourself. Mm, no, not even. How about it's an opportunity to say, Lord, help uh, me. Oh, look at you, curse you, kind, even with yourself. <laughs> 
No, I honestly, I I am a bigger critic of me than than the next person. I know that's a cliche, but I actually am harder on me than anyone else. And my counselor and I have talked about that. My coach and I have also, my life coach and I have also talked about this. Like these, these are, these are challenges that I need to continue to let God work on. Is that a challenge though? Like to be hard on yourself? Like I understand if it it gets to a point of being like mean to yourself or, but I feel like expecting more of yourself than others do is it's, I think that should be a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to um, try to mitigate people's criticism. Mm. It is. But not to mitigate people's criticism, but to listen, my standards should be high. Right. But but what happens to the the, the slippery slope is that then you we run the risk. I ran the risk. Not I ran the risk. I just made expectations for me that were unrealistic. And in trying to live up to my own expectations. And when I didn't, I basically was living frustrated Mm. because I wasn't meeting. Um the image or the idea that i want it to be yeah that's why i keep all my expectations of myself really low (laughs) yeah i mean so if i get out of bed in the morning i'm like yes (laughs) yes i'm awesome yes and 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 you are awesome if i eat broccoli yes i'm a health nut i did it uh so so that's so my thought process is yes i'm very proud of you you know and you you do do amazing and that's great you said But but again, I get back to the to the point that if if we get to let God be the one, like like in the conversation we had the other day, you know, if if we let God be the one to define our identity, mm. I think we would be more loving to ourselves and extend more grace. Because he sometimes the idea that we have of ourselves and the standards that we hold ourselves to is not necessarily the one that God does. Interesting thoughts. On that. And I think and and I think that that's where my biggest challenge was, because one of the my favorite sayings that my my counselor would tell me is Curcio join the human race okay my All expectations right. were I've got un- some thoughts but humanly maybe later <laughs> oh what thought you have no 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 I'm, it's not fully it's not fully uh processed processed and it's gonna come out dumb <laughs> so I'm gonna be very careful <laughs> all right all sure. right well so, hey man I'll pray I got you're, this you're this gonna time. pray yeah I got it pray for us thank you loving Lord uh wow we went over the river and through the woods like i say to just get to this particular point right now help us to be humble enough to allow you to work on us because we are sinners in need of a savior so we thank you because you are a savior not a condemner we thank you because you you forgive and thank you because you love us as broken as we are as under construction as we may be Your desire is that no one will perish, but that everyone may come to repentance and ultimately receive everlasting life. So we thank you for that. In this year, help us to be humble enough to surrender to you. And we thank you for giving us the opportunity to be called your children. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Diversity on the Hill podcast. This is PJ, and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings. Till next time.